Gutter Trash is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. After an attack by the vulture, Spider-Man is sprayed with bug repellent. Poisoned and disoriented, he unknowingly seeks refuge in Doctor Strange's bathtub. Dragged into another dimension by man-eating spider-demons, Spider-Man must fight for his life and outwit them, despite being under their control. Doctor Strange follows his soul into this other world and must find a way to sever the mystical bond holding Spider-Man prisoner, while dealing with the bizarre inhabitants of this world in Brendan McCarthy's trippy Spider-Man Fever. Gutter Trash episode 112, Spider-Man Fever, Saturday Night Fever, on a Monday. My name is Eric. My name is Jason. How's it going? I've got I've got Gutter Trash Fever. You've got Gutter Trash Fever? <laughs> yeah. well, that's good. Yeah. I think, uh, well, you're allergic to penicillin, aren't you? Yeah, I know. That's uh, untreatable. I'm just going to have to take it. <laughs> take it like a man. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, Actually, uh, one of my coworkers does have a fever, and that's why I have to work tomorrow. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Which one? Who can we blame? Matt. My, my buddy Matt. Yeah. Brasteth? No, no, the other one. The, okay. beard, the, the one with an actual beard. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Matt. Uh, he's got a patchy beard. Uh, I've got a patchy beard compared to Matt Eastman. He, that, you uh, could, yeah, that is you true. Could, you could lose a flashlight in there yeah. if it's on. I, uh... I too have a patchy beard compared to uh Matt Eastman and to you even. Oh wow. Okay. But uh Matt Brashfield has the patchiest of patchy beards. <laughs> I love Matt Brashfield. I do too. He's I even love beard. I even love it. Love his patchy beard. He's got a fantastic patchy beard. Yeah. At least he's embraced it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I know uh Matt and his entire family are Have as we speak <laughs> vomiting all over each other. Oh. Yeah. That's Precious. Yeah, him and his wife and his daughter, <laughs> all puking into the same giant bowl, probably. Yeah. So he asked me to cover. And then for are him. they gonna drink it? Oh, uh, they're gonna they're gonna serve it. Uh, part of the uh, initiation ceremony. It's part of the yeah, end of their club, the vomit, right. the vomitorium. Yeah. You know, you have yeah. to go through the, the vomitorium. I don't know. I don't have, know. You, uh, have you ever seen uh, Peter Jackson's Bad Taste? No, no. There's a scene in that movie where uh, the aliens all puke into a giant bowl and then uh, the person at the end of the line has to drink it. Oh, wow. That is uh, one of the hardest things I've ever had to watch. Yeah? And I, like, there's not much in movies that will uh, gross me out, make me cringe, or just make me feel bad altogether. Uh, that was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. He really sort of took a 180, yes, didn't he? Did. he? With, his, with his movie making, because <laughs> I've seen Meet the Feebles and I've seen Dead Alive, and but then like Heavenly Creatures and The Frighteners and yeah. those Elf movies, like he totally, totally. Uh, Even The Frighteners has has a little of uh, that old Peter Jackson in it, like the gross. <clears throat> Not so much gross, but just like black humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I was yeah. like, I was trying to remember. I was like, do they do the ghosts like? Vomit on each other? Like, no, no, but, uh, you know, just the, the really dark, 
yeah, dark yeah. sense of humor and uh even heavenly creatures like like some of the fantasy elements uh have some darkness to them but uh I can't that's the only one of his movies that I've seen that I've only seen once so sure. I can I can barely remember that one but uh yeah like uh, like I haven't seen the lovely bones or anything like that but mm-hmm. you know I don't imagine that uh you know there's uh you know brains being splattered anywhere <laughs> probably, or, yeah. probably not unless he just you know Strictly adapted it from the right. the the gore <laughs> gore filled uh, novelization. <laughs> no, I don't think it was gore filled. I've never read it. I, I don't know. I, I doubt it. No. Yeah, but yeah, he totally just totally totally changed. Yeah, I'd uh, like to see him make a return to uh, his old ways. Like a, yeah. one like one more sloppy horror movie. Yeah, but like you know, with the the budget that he could obviously command. Oh, now, can you know, imagine the actors he could get? You yeah, know. that'd be hilarious. That'd be great. Like a dead alive type of film, but with like, you know, George Clooney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, a, yeah, a John Williams orchestra. I mean, you know, if Sam Raimi can turn around after Spider Man and make uh, you know Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. Peter Jackson can. Yeah. Do it too. yeah. Yeah, come, come back on. to us. Come back to us. Yeah. And Dragon of Hell, that was fun. That was, was a great movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Yeah, it was not a drag at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those were both terrible. Yes, they were. Well, we're horrible people. We are. Some of us more than others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll leave the listener to decide which one is which. Vote at goodatrash.net. <laughs> So, uh, uh, how was your new year? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah who knows? Who uh, remembers? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been good. What up? High five. Uh, yeah. Any night you forget is a good night, folks. That's what I'm saying. Actually, I remember all of it. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's too bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, although I do forget the important parts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the ball dropping? Uh, well, I, I was, uh, that was something that, uh, just, uh, did not happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where I was. Uh, but the important thing was that I was reading a previews catalog. <laughs> and there were at least three things that I said, oh my god! And then I don't remember. Was it the brand new previews? Uh-huh. Uh, one of them could possibly could have been, because I just saw this today, The I think it's called Mr. Wonderful, the Dan Close book. That's one of them. Yeah. That is one of them. Um, Axe Cop. That's exciting, but I don't think okay. I was... Uh, uh, I felt like I was on a roll. Yeah. Uh, I think one of them was uh, Joe the Barbarian number eight is finally oh, coming okay. out. Oh, okay. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Uh, Incredible Changebots 2. Was that, that that could very well have been it. Yeah. 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 Well, we may have just recreated New Year's. <laughs> Happy New Year! Happy New Year! <laughs> now I'll pass out. And I'll make out with so the corpse. completely uh, <laughs> recreate the evening. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll actually, I'll be in bed in about 10 minutes. Right. We're going to recreate the evening. I was asleep by 10.30. I, uh, yeah, my, my New Year's was that I, uh, I read a previous catalog and passed out in the middle of it. I got up through IDW. <laughs> that's uh 
That's not as far as it used to be. No, the no, IDW yeah. used to be like in yeah. the back. So I didn't even make it to Marvel. <laughs> didn't even make it to Image. Yeah, I did not make it to Image. <laughs> wow. So basically Dark Horse and DC and, uh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> and I think, uh, the Mr. Wonderful thing was like in the, the, like the table of contents or something. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, cause it was from Pantheon, I think, which would be <laughs> further in the middle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exciting though. Uh, cause yeah, that was like serialized in some magazine. Was it New Yorker or something? The okay, New Yorker? Yeah, right. Something. I don't know what it was. Barely legal. It was in the, <laughs> it was just past the letters page. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. But yeah. yeah. I'll read that. Like, I, I'll have to read two more things that I don't like by him before, before I'm like, you start writing them off. Yeah. I think me as well. Yeah. But if this is bad, I'll read one more. And if yeah. that's bad, I think I'm done. But, you know, I, I don't think it could be. I don't think it could be. I don't be. think Wilson was bad. It just wasn't enjoyable. It, yeah, I mean, like, bad is such a, like, you know, black and white term. Right. For, for, for I, him? For what I expected and, right, right. and, like, for what you're used to with him, I thought it was bad com- in comparison. Right. But it was still better than what anything I've ever done. Right. Yeah. But, you know. It's still better than uh, anything, uh, you know, uh, Dan Jurgens has ever done. Um, Death Superman? Yeah. He killed Superman. He gave him a mullet. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give Dan Jurgens credit for the, uh, the follow-up to the Death of Superman. The, mm. the Superman Doomsday miniseries. Which it's revealed that Doomsday is a, uh, uh a Kryptonian, uh, weapon. Who, uh, evolves to, uh... To uh, learn his lessons on how not to die. Wow! So you can't kill him the same way twice. Isn't that? Isn't that? Uh, that concept is very familiar. I'm sure it's been used millions of times, like in, elsewhere, like Terminator, Predator, or something. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think both even. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> in yeah. Bat- it was it in Batman versus Terminator versus Predator. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was from. I don't think there was. was there. <laughs> Has there been a uh, Terminator crossover amongst all those? I know there's been Alien and Predator. There was a there was a Terminator Robocop. Right. right. Uh, Can we play Seven Degrees of Terminator? Okay. Uh, See Terminator versus Robocop. Um, Was there a Robocop Batman? Batman? I don't think so. No. I think Robocop has really crossed over with it. Oh, really? Other than the Terminator. Really. I can't think of it. Was there an issue with a Marvel comic Robocop that had, like, Spider-Man in it? It had to be. Yeah. yeah. And then there was a DC versus Marvel, Spider-Man versus Batman, yeah. Batman versus Predator, <laughs> Predator versus Kevin Bacon, yeah. Yeah. Godzilla versus Charles Barkley, <laughs> versus uh, Witchblade in the Darkness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, speaking of Godzilla, go zero. Oh. Uh, there's going to be a new uh, Godzilla comic book. Really? Written by Eric Powell of the Goon fame. Mm-hmm. And drawn by uh, Phil Hester. Really? Yeah. Of Green Lantern. Green Arrow fame. Green Arrow, yeah. yeah. And other things. And, and The Wretch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Could be good. Is yeah. that uh, Dark Horse? Probably. They I would still, Seems like they do all those. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't tell you for sure. Yeah. That's neat. Don't know that I would read it, eh, but that's kind of... I'll check cool. it out. 
I guess, if I'm still even interested in comic books by that point in time. You're slowly losing interest. I, yeah. I'm uh, not excited about much of anything coming out. For the first time ever, you forgot to email me uh, what you wanted me to pull for you. Yeah, yeah. comic day. I guess I better... Uh, My heart skipped a beat. Man, uh, I almost forgot again, too, because uh, i got to do that tomorrow afternoon, though. Because mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow is when you make the big switch. Yeah, this is the week. Comics arrive on Tuesdays. Yeah. They won't go on sale until Wednesday. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, I have to work all day Tuesday and Tuesday night to do the files. Right. And open to close Wednesday this week. That sucks. So I'm going to be a little sleepy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's all right. Yeah, all right. You've uh, you've invoked my sympathy. (laughs) I'm uh, no longer pissed at you at all. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's all I have to do. Can't, so whenever next time I get pissed at you, can I just reveal that I, you know, fictitiously that I've got some sort of, you know, skin, uh, skin parasites or something? Uh, may not work. No. Yeah. Especially since Cause, I'm... Because I can't, uh, I can't relate. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can relate to... to being to sleepy. Being <laughs> sleepy and working a lot. Right. Right. So I should... You're saying I should... And impregnate your body with skin parasites first, just to make sure. Right, okay, right, yeah, yeah, uh, and then like give them time to like set in, mm-hmm. so that I would totally understand what you would mm-hmm. be going through. Okay, itchy oh. already. Yeah. Well, do you remember when I brought you that Coke Zero the other day? Holy shit. Yeah. Skin parasites. Yeah. That's wow. right. Wow. The genius. Yep. Actually, I didn't even have to do anything to it because Coke Zero naturally comes with skin parasites. <laughs> oh no, we just lost Coke as a sponsor. Oh man, at least we still have Pepsi Max. That's, that's right. <laughs> Which I prefer anyway. Yeah. Twice the caffeine. None of the tastes. Some taste. Uh, yeah. I've never had either one. Though. Yeah. I haven't had a Pepsi or Coke. I, I'm done with that debate. Pepsi versus Coke. I've moved on. You know what? You can have both. Mm-hmm. They sell both. Like like when you go into a store, they don't ask you, like when you walk in, if you want, you can buy one bottle of Pepsi, one bottle of Coke. What? That's like voting for a Democrat and a Republican. I know. What a crazy world. <clears throat> it is crazy indeed. <laughs> and Pepsi or Coke won't shoot you in the face. Yep. Probably not. Um, Spider-Man fever. Spider-Man fever. <laughs> that is the perfect segue. Because you said the name of the book we were about to review. Right. And now we're going to talk about it. <laughs> so hence we have segued. We're moving on, people. No more political uh, bad taste humor. <laughs> it was That wasn't bad taste. That was no taste. Oh, yeah. I apologize. Yeah. It was a tragedy, and uh, it's a shame that it happened. Even Fidel Castro, in the news, uh, s- uh, like said it was an atrocity or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like, wow, he's still alive. Yeah, I know, right? I thought he died like a hundred years ago. I did, like I thought like his brother was in power, and then now and, like he was, like like he died, and like and just no one mentioned. Maybe it's Fidel S. Castro Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever this unfortunately named person was, mm-hmm. he's right. It was mm-hmm. an atrocity and stuff like this. Yeah, that's why. Uh, that's why we should get rid of the guns. Too many 
Fucking idiots have guns. Uh, say I'm torn. Because I don't think we should get rid of guns, but I also, you know, agree that uh, you know, this gun was perhaps in the wrong hand. Right. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where, like, like, if there were no guns, how perfect would that be? Right, right, right. But, yeah. like, since there are, you're like, oh, well, if these fucking crazies have, a, have to have a gun, then, then I need to have a gun. Right. And then, like, someone else is like, well, that guy has a gun. I need a gun. So it's like, you know, it's like the same thing with, Nukes, like if they just start selling nukes to the general public, you know, right. you know, then like everybody would have to have one because, right. you know, I don't know, it's just. I guess ultimately, I probably agree with you that uh, you know, we should probably just uh, not have guns. Around. Yeah, it's too bad. Like you can use them in uh, movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's comics, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You can still draw them. They're, they're in works of fiction. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's no actual guns in any army, police force, or drug cartel. Yeah. Or gang, or you know, uh, uh, you know, creepy, weird dude. I mean, you know, I guess they need them for hunting. You know, um, but right. uh, I don't know. There's no, there's no easy fix. Yeah. We can't solve the world's problems. No, we can't. Why do we try? We're just a comic book podcast. Yeah, we just talk about comics. Like Spider-Man fever. <laughs> there's no guns in Spider-Man fever. Uh, no, no, there's not. Is there? I don't think so. Really? There's a guy at the beginning that's, I bet he owns a gun because yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. and there's talk of cops. Right. They own they the guns. guns yeah. But you never see the guns. That's true. Uh, so Spider-Man fever, Brendan McCarthy. Uh, best known for what? Best known for Shade the Changing Man covers. Uh, probably some 2000 AD work that yeah. I'm unaware of. He, is he British? I would assume he's British. He's got to be British. Yeah, he's probably most likely British. Mm-hmm. A lot of work with uh, Peter Milligan. Uh, I don't know. Has he ever done work with Jimmy Hewlett? Uh, like, like they both have a similar yeah they do aesthetic at least if not style. Uh, Seems like they may have. He didn't do Hewlett's haircut, right? That was Jamie Hewlett. That was Jamie Hewlett with Peter Milligan, right? But but they both have worked with Peter Milligan. Yeah, uh, I think they both have just come from that same sort of time and, right. and uh, mind space. And, uh, they probably have the same dealer. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Because uh, if Brendan McCarthy is not on drugs, then somebody should suck the juice out of his brain and synthesize <laughs> it. Yeah, and, and sell it to hippies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a kind of a... It's a mind fuck. <laughs> uh, surprising that Marvel even published it. Yeah. Especially... That this is a recent Marvel book. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's really reminiscent of what they're doing in Strange Tales. Right. Where the character, like, because, you know, bizarreness aside, like, there's instances where, I think there's, like, more than one instance where Spider-Man, like, he doesn't really curse, like, he doesn't say, like, fuck, or anything, but, but, uh, I think, I think he says, what the hell, and he's like, these damn bugs or something, and it's like, I've read a ton of Spider-Man books, and I've never seen him curse. You've obviously never read Ultimate Spider-Man. Then. I never have. I never have. He curses quite a bit. That's unimaginable. Curses quite a bit, and sometimes in Yiddish. 
Though I'm pretty sure Peter Parker is not a Jewish name. Probably not. Yeah. No. <laughs> and neither is Bendis, is it? Bendis is Jewish. Is he? Yeah. Okay. The, the man. Yeah, the writer. Okay. Yeah. So that's why he curses in Yiddish? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, uh... Well, this is, uh... This is one of those books, I think, that uh, drove fanboys insane. Yeah? On two levels. <laughs> One, because it is pretty much... Reading it is like taking a hit of acid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, also because uh, I'm sure people are wondering, where does this fall into in continuity? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, he's fighting the vulture. Um, <laughs> When's Venom going to show up? Yeah. Now, is this pre-Mephisto deal? <laughs> Brand new day. Yeah. That's the name of that storyline yeah. that everybody hates. <laughs> or perhaps one moment in time. Or one more day. Is your uh, tangent? Uh, Quisada is not yeah, in charge of anything. Yeah. He, uh, he's still in charge of something. Yeah. Uh, I think he's been promoted. He's like creative director or something. Chief creative officer. And I guess he's now going to focus more on overseeing the movie. Studio aspect. That could be good for him. Yeah. And uh, Axel Alonso is now the new editor-in-chief at Marvel. I don't know who that is. Uh, I believe he's more prominent uh, or more well-known as a Vertigo editor. Oh, really? Like, uh, he, I believe, edited, like... uh, uh, a bunch of the Garth Ennis and Warren Ellis stuff over at Vertigo in the mid to late 90s. And when he went over to Marvel in like the early 2000s, it was like a big kind of coup for them. Huh. Uh, he's definitely more of the, uh, uh, this is the type of book that he would most likely have uh, edited. Okay. Yeah, in this, fact, he may have, actually. This, this does seem like a Vertigo, uh, Seems very vertigo. Oh, the only credits are the colors and then the story and the art. That's that's weird. But yeah. Um, so you know, I mean, I've never been the kind of uh, fan who. Uh, I don't know. Stephen Wacker was the. Stephen Wacker. Okay. Yeah, he's in charge of the Spider-Man books. So. Uh. <coughs> I've never been one of the, the the comic fans that just has a blind rage towards Casada, right? Uh, like you know, I'll definitely defend like uh, early two thousands Marvel when it was him and uh, Bill Jameis running the show, and they were pretty much like just trying to pull out of bankruptcy, and like you know that's when they got Grant Morrison on the X Men and right. you know Garth Ennis to do the Punisher and all that and. It was really just a try, a time where they were just like, let's try anything and everything and see what works. And then run with what, whatever that right, is. Right, right. And I think that was like the most creatively fulfilling time in Marvel's history since like, you know, Stan Lee started it. Right. And, uh, and then they suddenly realized that, uh, well, Bill Jameis couldn't keep his mouth shut, so he got fired. And then they realized that events sell, and that was pretty much the ruination of Marvel. Yeah, which, I mean, I know they've done events here and there, like, right. for, since the 80s, but what's the one that set in to motion the uh, perpetual, 
The perpe- yeah, the like perennial perpetual event. Uh, I think it started with uh, House of M. Okay, yeah, that seems about right. Yeah. Yeah, so, that was the Bendis. Uh, okay. Yeah, and I think that really kicked it into motion. That went into like decimation and. Yeah, it's so terrible. Yeah, I don't know. Avengers disassembled, all that, yeah. (sighs) But yeah, the cool thing about this book is, like you said, it doesn't fit into any continuity ever. Like, this could be, this could take place in the 60s. Right. Or right now. And, uh, you know what? That's the kind of comic I want to read. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or at least when it comes to superhero comics. I guess the, I guess the, the guy with like the the gold chains probably is not from the sixties. Well, no, yeah, 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 but still. But I mean, the story as far as Spider-Man right, 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 could right, go anyway. Yeah. Once you remove you know cell phones and whatever from right. the, the equation, yeah. But uh, I don't. Something just fell behind me. And I'm scared to look. But, oh, uh, it's a giant uh, spider from another dimension. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's just coming here to <laughs> to take you there. But, uh, yeah, like, like when it comes to superhero comics, this is the type of comic that I want to read. Yeah. Because it's just bizarre and fun, and it doesn't fit into any kind of continuity. You don't need to know anything that isn't given to you in the book. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, I mean, obviously not everybody, uh, you know, drinks acid, you know. 24 hours a day in order to be able to put out this type of comic. Right, right. But, you know, uh, I think other creators could come up with their own version of that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like, this is like we were talking about before, how I'm sort of, like, starting to develop a bad taste in my mouth for superhero stuff. Right. But this was definitely a fun one. Right. That, you know, it didn't really matter what characters are in this book. Right. Um, It was just a fun, weird story. Right. But uh, it's called Spider-Man Fever. He was speaking of the characters in the book. Uh, but I'd say it's more of a Doctor Strange story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'd also say that maybe Spider-Man was forced into the book. He, yeah, he, he, he mostly, he spends his time either lying in a bathtub right. or, uh, you know, talking to insects. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically his role in the book. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and obviously... I mean, obviously, Steve Ditko, you know, he, you know, he did most of the early work on both of those characters. Right. And, uh, and it seems like, you know, Brendan McCarthy maybe is just completely paying homage to the weirdness that Ditko put into Doctor Strange's right. early comics. I think so, definitely. Uh, it's different, yeah, Ditko, uh, definitely, uh, had something going on when, when he did those books. Yeah. And, uh... And Brendan McCarthy probably, I'd imagine, like, just has some sort of kinship to that right. style because he always draws things a little wonky, like Ditko right. always do things a little wonky. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. Ditko is one of those artists that, uh... Like, like it took me a really long time to, uh, to get into Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, like, you know, it's only, like, until now that I've, like, started to really appreciate, you know, what he did and what he could do. Uh, Ditko is one of those that I'm still not able to grasp. Right. But the man had his hand in some fantastic characters. Mm-hmm. And, like, including, like, one of my all-time favorite 
characters ever, you know. Oh, yeah, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, that was like... I mean, you know, I guess Spider-Man was a little trippy, you know, because, I mean, he's, like, bitten Occasional, by a bug yeah. and, like, you know, he's got these weird villains. But Blue Beetle was pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward, but then on... Uh, Blue Beetle came after Spider-Man, I think. Right? I don't know. I think it was before. This... Yeah. Well, I mean the the Ted Cord version, the the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that may have been right around the time where he started becoming like super political and just weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the the whole Mister A. Right. Yeah. You know, the, oh yeah, that was bizarre. I mean, the question you know is is like the precursor to Mister A. And, yeah. Well, yeah, because he did a lot of horror stuff, right, in, like, the 50s. I think so, Ditko. yeah. And then, and then he kind of got into the heroes. And, but, yeah, he's always just, he's always had, like, a strangeness about yeah. about his books, about his art. Yeah. He just seems like a strange guy anyway. I mean, he's reclusive and, you know, doesn't give interviews, hasn't been seen publicly. And I, I don't know if this is one of those urban legends, but someone told me that they read an interview where, uh, someone interviewed him and, and like he was like living at a YMCA and he like, uh, the guy like asked him to write down some information or something and, you know, to give it to him like contact information and he wrote it like on the back of like a ripped up piece of original Spider-Man artwork like, and like <laughs> gave it to him and, like, <clears throat> like I don't know if all that's, any of that's true or not, I don't know how much right. credit, but. Yeah, there seems to be this, at least there's a mystique about him where people think he's just fucking crazy. And right. I know there was a, uh, a documentary a couple years ago that uh, the BBC produced uh, about Steve Ditko. Excuse me. Uh, but, like, yeah, they couldn't get any interviews with him or anything like that. But uh, I guess they did interview Stanley, and for just, like, a, a brief moment, he actually sort of... Uh, Dropped his persona. Really? Yeah. The car- so, Carnival Barker yeah, persona? Yeah, <laughs> So, yeah. He talked about Ditka. He talked about wow. Ditka, yeah. 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 He's, a, he's a fine artist. Yeah, he's, a, he's an okay artist. He's, he's a competent artist. He just, uh, like, it's just not something I've ever gotten into. But, like, I've, I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, a lot of the characters that he's come up with, you know, the, Blue Beetle and the question and uh, the creeper, yeah, obviously. Oh Spider-Man yeah, the creeper and yeah. uh, Doctor Strange. Didn't yeah. he create the creeper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I read an article like two or three years ago about Ditko. It was called I forget what magazine it was in. One of those comic nerd magazines. Comic co- probably it was might have been Draw. Comic yeah, artists. Or, uh, but uh, it was Wizard. called. It was Wizard. That was a, that one's awesome. It's, you guys may not have heard of it. It's kind of, <laughs> you know, underground. They have a lot of interviews with, you know, like Alex Ross. <laughs> <clears throat> but, but it was called The Hands of Steve Ditko. Okay. And it was just this, like, four or five page article about how he drew hands. Yeah. And there's just all these photo, or, you know, like scans of, of, of pages of hands. And he, he is probably. He's a master of hands. Yeah, he, yeah. like hands are hard to draw. Yeah, they are. Uh, I usually just draw like, 
sometimes I don't even notice how many fingers I'm putting on them. Right, you, know, yeah. just, you do this sort of the, the cartoon, uh, finger. Yeah, like bubbly, like, Simpsons, yeah, yeah. Simpsons style. I, I think that's like Matt Green and probably yeah, yeah. is my influence on hands. And yeah, Steve Ditko, and they always looked realistic and they always looked different. Like, right. I mean, they were always posed in these weird shape, you know, weird positions and it always looked believable. Right. Um, yeah. And, and like, it is interesting, like, they even make a joke about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, both, both of those characters really do rely on, like, weird hand shapes and, right. like, to, to do what they do. Yeah. yeah. So, like, he, he must have enjoyed doing it. Right. You know. Uh, enjoyed messing with the, you know, how hard it is to draw hands. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have to talk about Ditko. I mean, yeah, yeah. but but I mean, it, it says something that like the, our conversation is focused on that, just how much of an influence he is and was, you know, on like you know a generation of artists and like even like you know the stories that they tell, right? Especially when, obviously, I don't think anyone, you know, sat down Brendan McCarthy and. And tried to rein him in or anything like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if they did, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, if they did, I want to see the director's yeah, cut now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like in 3D and there's just like <laughs> acid shooting out of the staples. <laughs> uh, yeah, clearly a love letter to Steve Ditko yeah. on Brendan McCarthy's part. And, and yeah, and like he did, he wrote it and drew it and did the color. Yeah. Like he, this was kind of his baby, I guess. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't think he would have done, like, any one of those things, you know, alone when someone else do it. I think he wants full control over what he does. Yeah. Uh, like even, like the, the, other than this, the most recent thing of his that I remember is that issue of, uh, Solo that he did. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was bizarre. Yeah, that's some awesome stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, he's he is a phenomenal artist, and like he's great. I can't figure out how he does. Like, because I mean, I just opened it to a page where the, these two dogs are eating an unhappy meal, and Spider Man's on a on a cot, and there's a giant spider with a top hat, like on top of Spider Man, and <laughs> there's all these like comic book pages and organs and psychedelic colors in the background. And it looks just like a Shade the Changing Man cover. Yeah. Like, it really does. And that was, like, 20 years ago? Yeah. What What do you think he used to do those covers back then? It wasn't Photoshop, I'm sure, yeah, right? Yeah, I think it was... Uh, it, it may have had some photo manipulation, but it would have had to have been hand-done. Like airbrushed or something? Airbrushed or, or just uh, tricks, you know, in the, the dark room or whatever. But, yeah, I think he's just a painter. Yeah. Yeah. Either watercolors or marker renderings or, you know, who knows. He's amazing. Uh, very bright palette. Uh, like, like literally, oh, yeah. there are pages that are just rainbows. Yeah. But it's not distracting. Like, he's, he still tells the story. <laughs> yeah. And you're never, like, overwhelmed by the fact that there's, you know, a million colors on a page. Right. Yeah, it's bizarre. And and you're right, maybe he doesn't do a lot of digital stuff because I guess that's um Yeah. Like the, Steve the, Cook. The helps. only other credit. Yeah. yeah. 
he did the lettering and some of the digital. But yeah, bizarre, like just freaky. Uh, like you said, I mean, I'm, I don't think either one of us have ever done acid, but yeah, yeah. I imagine this is what it would be like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just so. It's like an explosion of insanity. <laughs> I will say that uh, possibly the greatest line in any comic I've ever read is in this book. Really? Yes. It, what character? Uh, Doctor Strange says it. Uh, it's in the first issue. Was it when he ordered his, his book off Amazon? Uh, <laughs> it's uh, when he gets his book. Uh, he realizes that by opening it, he's... Uh, He's uh, opened a trap, and uh, oh, the book is cursed. And uh, I think you you know where I'm heading with it. I think I do. Uh, it's in the first issue. Oh no, actually, I, I like something he says in the second issue. Let's okay. let's compare Doctor Strange quick. Okay, I gotta find it first. Did uh, did you tear the page out? <laughs> uh, it was one of those pages where Spider Man cursed, and I just. Couldn't deal with it. I ripped it up. <laughs> Balled it up. It's like Aunt May should wash your mouth out with, with wheat cakes and soap. Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, Doctor Strange has opened his, uh, his cursed book and, uh, it's, it's weaved a spell within his, uh, Sanctum Sanctorum and, uh, he says, uh, a dark presence has invaded the Sanctum Sanctorum. It's here in the bathroom. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even catch the humor in that the first time in. I I really like when he says, Take this twist, brother, Eldorado, we are standing still. It's <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, Which he says to, and I'm wondering if this is some sort of homage to someone like some fangirl on the internet, because uh, this character's named Nen Girl. And it just seems like, it seems very internet, like... It seems kind of internet-y, but I think it's mostly, I think it's supposed to be, uh, some sort of aboriginal. Okay. Yeah, I think she's, yeah, an aboriginal. <laughs> what, aboriginals don't have the internet? <laughs> they may. <laughs> I'm not saying that they don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, Nine Inch Nails Girl. I've, I think I've actually right. s- probably seen that somewhere probably. online. <laughs> But, uh, N-I-N-G-R-R-R-L. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but yeah, what a bizarre adventure for Spider-Man to somehow yeah, be involved yeah. in. It does seem, like you said, it seems like, uh, it's a Doctor Strange story. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man yeah. is like, they'd be like calling, you know, I don't know, it's like... I mean, it's a, it's a team-up book, but but it's definitely uh, within Doctor Strange's realm. Yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man is the princess in uh, Mario. Right, yeah. And, and uh, Doctor Strange <laughs> is Mario. So they'd be like calling that game the princess. Right, And right, you only yeah. see her whenever he, she gets kidnapped and saved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a beautiful book, and it, the story... It reminds me so much of, like you said, he did work with Peter Milligan. Right. It reminds me of old Shade the Changing Man so much. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just, you're like, there's all these leaps of faith where you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll go with that. Yeah. You know, I see what you're saying. It doesn't make sense all the way, but it's moving the story along. And it's, right, yeah. 
So, and I think that you you, you need that, right? Uh, like especially with superheroes, and they they've just gotten so bogged down into just being, you know, uh, I'm going to use total air quotes when I say this deep, yeah, you know, because <laughs> yeah. they're not. Right. Yeah, but but uh trying to make them that way and just ignoring all the fun stuff that can be done with superheroes. Oh yeah. Like like you know, like we had our big arguments like when we did the Lobo episode, but right. like you know, I'm totally on your side with that. Mm-hmm. You know, like like just superhero comics are not good anymore. And this is one that shows you that they can be good. You just need to do something fun, fun and, weird. and weird. Well yeah, it's like you know, okay, when, you know, when Frank Miller and Alan Moore, you know, said, they like, hey, look, you can tell these awesome, you know, serious, uh, dramatic adult stories with right. superheroes as a vehicle, you know, like, instead of, like, the world going, wow, that's really neat, that's cool that we can do that, right. and then, like, you know, moving on and doing something different, right. like, it just, like, became this thing where they're like, yeah, let's make them, you know, it's like 30 years now of just, like, Dark and like. Let's keep recreating the Watchmen. Yeah. Let's try to recapture that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but let's make them so serious and realistic and, you know. See, like, that's the kind of stuff. Yeah. Should be happening. Like Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Yeah. Howard the Duck. Ah, yeah. I want to see. I want to see. Uh, I want to see some more Howard the Duck. I want to see some more. (laughs) Uh, just like fun stuff. Yeah. Dr. Bong. Yeah, yeah. And I know that there are fun superhero books out there, but they all get canceled. Mm-hmm. You know, and then... Like your Ant... Are you reading the Ant-Man Wasp book? Well, that was a miniseries. Is that fun? Uh, it was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the Ant-Man series that Robert Kirkman did was super fun. And it was different than most of anything that Marvel was putting out at the time. Right. And that got canceled. You know, uh, it's like every time Marvel and DC does try to do something different on an ongoing basis, right. it always fails because nobody wants to read it, which, because for, for whatever reason. It's surprising though, cause like, well, you know, it's weird that Strange Tales warranted a second series right. because I, like when that was coming out, the first series was like, this is amazing. I can't believe this is happening. But, uh. You know, I was like, this will never happen again. Right, right. And because they were like five books an issue. Right. And, and, you know, clearly it's not something like 90% of Marvel readers want to read. Right. But I guess it was successful, right? Because they did a second scene. I mean, it had to be financially successful to a point that they did that. But I think it was more critically acclaimed than anything else. Oh, okay. And I think it was one of those things where like, oh, we have a uh, a book with some prestige behind it at this point. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, they are bottom line just trying to make money. Well, yeah. But, you know, at the same time, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, when Miramax, you know, they can do, you know, a million Saw sequels, but then, like, you know, come December, they push out their Oscar bait. Right. You know. Well, I mean, you know, I, I know they're in it to make money. I mean, if they're breaking even, they're, you know, probably not going right, to right. do it, do them anymore. But, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, like, it's too bad that things have gotten such a rut that they, they feel like everyone only wants to read these, you know, dramatic, right. serious, brooding superheroes. And, you know, I realize, like, there are some writers that in, inject some fun, like, 
like especially right. Kirkman, as you said. I mean, he's he's like one of the funnest superhero writers right. I can remember. Um, but yeah, for the most part, though, I just, I mean, I, I I don't read a lot of those books, but I I see them all. I read the blurbs and previews, and I see every single comic that Marvel and DC, like every single Marvel and DC comic that comes into our store right. is one that I've ordered. Um, which is I odd that I'm in charge of the Marvel and DC ordering, but yeah, yeah. but but uh, so I see them all and I like know a little bit about them, even if I don't know what's going on inside right, of them. Right, right. And they all just look uninteresting, or right. like 98 percent of them. And some of them are good, you know. But uh, it's a it's a matter of why does everything have to be one thing? You know why why does uh, you know, why does every Batman book have to be just, you know, about it, you know, darkness and depression and everything? Why can't there be one Batman book that's just about wacky shit? Yeah. You know, but also not, you know, just an adaptation of Batman Brave and the Bold or whatever. You right. Know? Like 60s Batman. Yeah, fun. yeah, but for, like, you know, us. Yeah. 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 Like those old covers where... Uh, Robin's like, Batman, why don't you stop watching TV? And he's like, yeah, fuck yeah. it, Robin, I'm done. You know, and he's still in costume. <laughs> like, that's sort of fun. Uh, there needs to be just, I think, a, a large scale, uh, uh, re-embracing of some Silver Age sensibilities. We need, we need nerds in the street with, with signs. <laughs> we need them to, uh, lock themselves Arm and arm and arm around San Diego Con and demand more fun, more fun comics. Yeah. Wasn't that a comic? Uh, yeah, the sixties, fifties. And there are fun comics out there. They're just, uh, like I said, largely ignored. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, like Marvel was even putting out uh, the Mighty Thor, which I think got canceled after six issues, which I never read because I don't much care for Thor. Mm-hmm. But uh, and also it was also like the hundredth Thor book that they were putting out at the time. Uh, but it apparently was incredibly good and incredibly fun. Uh, but you know because people th- heard fun, they ignored it like uh, like a junkie. Well, you know what I think could be one of the big problems. And I just thought of this: those, those people that like you know they're like, oh man, there's a hundred different Thor books. I don't know which ones to read. Well, I know this one's part of. You know, this giant storyline that I'm trapped in. I guess I'll just read that. So it's like, I think a lot of those people might feel, you know, not really, not so much compelled, but trapped. Yeah. They're like, like, well, I I gotta read this or I'm just gonna lose my ground and not know what's going on in the other five books that tie into it. So like these fun books like Spider-Man Fever and, you know, Mighty Thor get, you know, know, they're under the radar of the Marvel zombies, you know, the ones that, the ones that are, you know, just completing their collections. Right, right. It's like I said, you know, it's like if people read this, well, where does it fit into continuity? Right. You know, it doesn't. Yeah, you know, don't worry about it. Yeah. Just, just read this one. Yeah. I know, I I read these while I was eating breakfast this week. And yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. It was a good book. I read, that, I read, them, I read them twice this week because, uh, because uh, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is cool that we both had our own copies of it. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we still have copies of Mavericks, yeah. if anyone listening wants to buy them. I'm sure there's a trade out there at some point. Yeah. Uh, I, it's already been ordered. I yeah. ordered a copy. I ordered yeah. one copy because figured. Right, yeah. I think we only sold like five copies of this. Right. 
you and me and three other people. <laughs> yeah, <me>. yeah. <sighs> oh, it's weird and fun. Weird and fun. Drug uh, users, take note. Definitely. <laughs> uh, Brendan McCarthy is uh, a bizarre genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to see him do more. Uh, I'd like to see more of his take on on mainstream superheroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's where my sensibilities are lying nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Like just, and I, I'll, I like, I love the Strangers Tales, and I love the the DC Bizarro books. Yeah, because it's all like people who don't do superhero books doing superhero stories. Right, and I love seeing that kind of stuff. Not not part of any uh, giant storylines right. or continuity. Then of course Marvel's announced their their newest giant storyline. Uh, they're they're bringing the event book back. Oh boy, because because it went away apparently. Oh, oh it did at, at some point. Oh, I guess it. I, I guess it did. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, uh, fear itself. Oh, is that the one where like Spider Man number like three thousand point one and Wolverine number five point one, all that stuff? I, did you hear about that? No. They're doing like I know because we've ordered Wolverine number five, but we've also ordered Wolverine number five point one. And we've also ordered Wolverine number six. Oh, I know what those are. <laughs> those are uh, jumping on points for new readers. And they're going to be uh, the only books that Marvel are going to sell at two ninety nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, to compete with DC dropping all of their book prices to two ninety nine. <laughs> so are they like zero issues, like Origins? Just, they're not Origins, but they're just uh, like... Uh, clean points for places for yeah. people to jump onto before they jump into the next uh, yeah. event. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> like, yeah. I think the Spider-Man point whatever is uh, going to be the uh, introduction of the brand new Venom. <laughs> That's what I think need. is the Punisher. Punisher Venom? I think he's the Punisher. That's my theory. I don't know anything about it. I'm not going to read it. Uh, but it's... Uh, Rick Remender and Tony Moore, who were previously working on The Punisher, and The Punisher is no longer being published, mm. and now they're working on Venom, who dresses like The Punisher, yeah. with the Venom costume. I think it's The Punisher. Uh, I see where you're coming from. Right. Well, be sure to check it out in Venom Point One or whatever. Yeah, Spider-Man 365.3 and a half and two-thirds. Bagged with a scratch and sniff card. <laughs> Because that's what you demanded. Make my Marvel. Yeah, all right. Let's take a break. <laughs> okay. Show me the bright side and I'll look till my eyes catch fire. And please forgive me if I leave you feeling uninspired. My only pleasure is to make Too much or maybe I 
Welcome back, true believers, to Gutter Trash. Excelsior. Oh, how did you? Uh, how did you enjoy getting your star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, there, Stan? <laughs> oh, everybody paid for that, don't you think? Uh, I think uh, like all the stars have to be paid for. Oh yeah, I mean, like who paid? Do you think he paid for it? Uh, I don't know who pays for him, but but I know that uh, you have to pay like an exorbitant amount of money to get it, and then it has to be approved by like a committee, and it's not at all (laughs) masturbatory bullshit. So is it just because he's become this icon and his his uh, ideas are Hollywood properties, or is it because of his exquisite? Hollywood acting in all of his movies. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just uh, his uh, iconic uh, right. ideas. Yeah, it's not. It's not him playing uh, 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 Ralph Nader. Who do you play? Uh, Hugh Hefner. <laughs> oh yeah, Ralph, oh, yeah. Wow. And Larry King. Larry King. That's what I was yeah, trying to think yeah. of. What did I say? Ralph Nader. I don't know. Um, and it may also be his trampoline of uh, Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko's legacies. Oh yeah, it's true. It's possible. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this already or not, but uh, Stanley also had a birthday recently. Oh, huh. Yeah, like uh, two weeks ago. Uh, it was like just before he got his uh, star. Oh. Uh, yeah, I believe he turned 88. And uh, on Facebook, I said, happy birthday, Stan. My present to you is I won't mention how much you treated Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, and John Romita like shit. Oh, <laughs> poor Stanley Leibowitz. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Lieber. Lieber? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, for all that he's probably done and whatever, I still love Stanley. I've uh, never been a gigantic Stanley fan, but uh, I'm also not uh, 
as harshly <laughs> judging him as as that sounds. Right. Uh, like I, th- I really do think that that uh, <clears throat> I think Stanley without those other guys wouldn't have made the Marvel Universe what it is. Oh yeah. But those other guys also would not have done it without Stanley. Yeah, it was a good peanut butter and jelly sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. But I, I just loved. I remember when I was a kid, I always loved hearing Stanley's voice on the right. cartoons, like a, like the narration at the beginning yeah, yeah, yeah. of Spider Man or whatever. So, yeah, he's 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 wormed his way into my heart over yeah, the years. Yeah. Well, he's, that's what he's good at. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, that is, I think, is his uh, number one talent. He's char- charismatic. Yeah, yeah. He's the David Crush of comic books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably frighteningly more true than you would imagine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor Stan. Yeah. Well, yeah, congratulations, Stan, and happy birthday. Happy birthday, Stan. I'll be a little sad when he dies. Yeah. Yeah. I never got to meet him, but I did uh, get to hear him speak. I was in a, like a, basically a movie theater-sized room, and he was on stage, and I got to hear him talk about, like, whatever his, I think it was when he was starting to do, was it Cyberella or Stripperella or something? Uh, Yeah. So, not that long ago, then. No, it was a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. Stan the man. He's a shrewd businessman. Do you think he's read Spider-Man Fever? Probably not. (laughs) Do you think... you think... uh, Because I would imagine Jack Kirby was into drugs, and I would imagine Steve Ditko was. Yeah. But you think Stan was, like, their straight man? Probably. Their straight buddy who was always like, You guys are so weird. I'm going to go write five comics. Um, uh, yeah, I think so. I definitely think so. Yeah. That's cool. That's a good mix. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. laugh. Anything exciting going on? Uh... No. Watched a shitty movie on uh, Friday. Uh, what shitty movie? Night of the Demons. Night of the Demons, eh? Yes. It's a remake of an 80s movie that I have never seen. Oh, I think you told me about this. Uh, has uh, the kid from Terminator 2 in it? Not uh, not uh, Edward Furlong? Yeah, like, Edward Furlong. Oh, really? Yeah. I think you're going to say, like, the mulleted kid, his buddy. No, no. Uh, Edward Furlong, who was also in American History X, which is also not as good a movie as everyone thinks it is. I think that's a really good movie. Oh, have you seen it recently? Uh, maybe, like, five years ago. Uh, it does not hold up. Really? Yeah, it does not hold up. Really? Yeah. I, li- I liked it a lot. It's, uh, like, like, I really liked it the first time I saw it, but then when I watched it again, and, uh... You know, it's uh, too bad Brian uh, John Mitchell didn't have uh, nostalgia equals distortion <laughs> at that point in time. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, that did not hold up. Ooh. It uh, everything about it screams made for TV movie. Oh wow, really? Like if you take Edward Norton out of it, that should have just been on like Lifetime or something. Really? Like that. Oh man, really? <laughs> wow. Maybe somebody will. Uh, and then do- plus, uh, you know, uh, it's got that that overlying message and. And the message is important, but uh, the message uh, message curb stops you. <laughs> it's not a subtle movie, is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. 
Maybe somebody should nostalgia equal distortion it. I yeah. mean, you know, someone that hasn't seen it. Right, right. Brian, Brian, get on that. Yeah, there you go. Unless you hated it the first time. Right. I can see him hating it. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't, know. Uh, I, I, don't I don't know much about his movie tastes. I don't think he likes movies. I think, actually, I think you and him both liked a movie that I recently saw that I could not get into at all. Oh. The Boneyard, the one that you uh, lent me. Oh, yeah. I, I hadn't watched it until just a few days ago. Okay. Man, I, it put me out. Like, I was like struggling to stay interested in the wake. I mean, it wasn't even like, I wasn't like super, super tired, but it was, you know, late right, at night. Right. But, uh, man, I, <clears throat> I think I lasted like, I, I saw Phyllis Diller and then I fell asleep. <laughs> Did you see, uh, Mr. Roper? I saw Mr. Roper, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. No, that's too bad. Yeah, uh, I couldn't get into it. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Maybe I'll try it a second time. Because yeah. I, 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 like, I, like I said, I fell asleep, so I didn't see like the last half of I mean, it. Were Were you confused? Did you uh, Did you think that uh, it was generally going to be uh, a good movie? I thought it was going to be like a weird, like I was thinking it was going to be like kind of a B horror movie that would be fun and you know. Okay. Well, yeah, that's kind of what it is. I mean, it's not a good movie, but it's right. it's a fun movie. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's give it a, it's a little bizarre. Is it slow all the way through? Because it was pretty slow at the beginning. Uh, it picks up uh, towards yeah. the middle, uh, but yeah, it's a slow building movie. Okay, it's got a, it's got a, it's got a slow pace. Yeah. I, I don't mind slow pace. I mean, I like staying like Kubrick, but right, 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 right. but I, I, for some reason, I just thought this was going to be like, like a, a gore fest. Yeah, like sort of like Hatchet, just a weird and funny and uh, yeah. horror. No, yeah. it's yeah. just. Uh, Quirky and, and slow, and, and uh, it, like it almost looks like a BBC movie, like it had that like kind of feel to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. It's it's uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely not a conventional movie. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll eventually get another shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Night of the Demons uh, was was uh, not good at all. No. Just uh, Edward Furlong uh, has let himself go. Oh, really? He, because uh, I would imagine he's got to be like around our age, right? Yeah, I, think I mean, so. like like uh, you know, when T two came out, I think he was like fourteen, and we were roughly around that same age. Yeah, uh, he looks like he's about twenty years older than us. Really? He's put on like at least sixty pounds. Drugs, and, probably. And, uh, yeah, I believe he was drunk through the whole movie, at least. Wow. And looked like he hadn't slept in, like, a week. Oh, that sucks. Like, I remember whenever he did, like, you know, he kind of disappeared for a while, and he heard he had drug problems, and then, like, he showed up in a John Waters movie, and I was right. like, oh, cool, he's coming back, you know? Because, um, you know, John Waters is a good stepping stone to come back from rehab. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, he just kind of disappeared again, so that's that's too bad to hear. I know he did a uh, direct-to-DVD Crow sequel. Oh, that sucks. Was he the crow? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's too, really too bad. Uh, Shannon Elizabeth was also in this movie. Mm-hmm. She was the, uh, the, the chick from, uh, the first American Pie movie that, uh, got naked on the internet and she was foreign. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Uh, also has not aged very well since, uh, American Pie. 
Also not a good actress. No. Uh, and actually, the age of everyone in this movie. Okay, the, the, have you, you don't know anything about uh, the, the movie or anything. Neither Demons? No. Yeah. All right. uh, basically, it revolves around this uh, this huge party. And then, like, you know, demons invade or whatever. I don't know. But, uh. <laughs> uninvited like, guests? Uninvited de- guests. Demons, but, oh. but they're demons. Uh. <clears throat> but, uh, every character in the movie, every female character in the movie, uh, okay. Uh, there's, there's the final girl. There's always the final girl. And, the uh, survivor. The survivor. And when we, we first meet her, uh, she's talking to another woman who is, uh, putting on a Halloween costume. It's displaying the Halloween. Uh, I thought that was her mother. Just a roommate. All the female characters in the movie look like they're in their mid-forties. And they're going to a party that looks like it's, uh, for people who are, you know, basically... In high school. In high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Edward Furlong, of course, uh, among them. The 40-year-old. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he, he hears you can score some some pure meth from yeah. the high school kids. He does play a drug dealer in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but, but I believe his character is supposed to be like, you know, maybe 22. And, uh, and you know, he looks like he's edging 50. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, poor Eddie F. Yeah. And then just the movie itself just sucked on top of all that. See, I really liked, I really liked Eddie, Eddie Furlong, like even in Terminator 2, you know, I thought he was fine, and right. I liked him in Pecker, and I, I sort of was rooting for him to, to do alright. Right. That's too bad. Yeah. I was hoping that this was gonna be, like, a really fun, gory horror movie, and it just failed in all respects. No. Yeah. And, uh, I thought it was just gonna be full of, like, you know, tits and blood, and, and just laughs. <laughs> And, uh, no. That's funny that you said that because, like, uh, oh, maybe it may have been Friday, actually, when I got home from work. <clears throat> Doogie was like, I'm just in the mov- mood to see some tits and blood in a movie. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I don't, I was like, I think I have one or the other. I don't, I don't think I have anything <laughs> with both. And I suggested Hollow Man because he has Hollow Man on DVD yeah. or on, on VHS. It's got a little blood and maybe like some some cleavage, you know. Yeah, yeah. But that was the closest thing I could come up with. It's, it's got more uh, Kevin Bacon balls than anything else. <laughs> yeah, it's such that's a good movie. I like Hollow Man. No, I don't really. Yeah, I, th- I think it's fun and like the special effects are good. No, the special effects are great. But it's creepy. Else about it, I just was not a fan of. I, I think it is super creepy. Yeah, like especially when he's like being all voyeuristic, Invisible yeah. Man voyeuristic, you know. Because, I mean, anytime you ever talk to anyone about, like, the power of invisibility, it always comes up, you know, like, well, yeah. And that's exactly what he does in that movie. But, yeah, so I don't know what he ended up watching, but he was craving the same thing. So I'll tell him not to rent. Not to rent. Yeah. Sorely disappointed. Sorely disappointed. And, uh, like, like all the, the, the female characters in it look like they're, like, this close away from, uh, you know, just, uh, being naked for, like, the whole movie, but never once. The, the most tit that you get is, uh, when someone gets theirs ripped off. And then they even cut away before you see any gore. I don't want to see tits get ripped off. I don't want to see tits get ripped off either, but I'm watching a horror movie that's about, uh, people fucking. Right, yeah. You know, uh, let's see some of both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. 
That's fair. Instead of none of it. And just uh, Edward Furlong uh, stumbling around a basement looking for drugs. Because he probably actually just does. <laughs> they, just, they just had the camera rolling. It's like that scene in Apocalypse Now and Martin Sheen yeah, uh, is punch, punching the hotel room. Punching the mirrors. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I mean, they told him there was going to be a drug, so he would, like, act the part. You know? uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I haven't done a goddamn thing. Oh, you got, uh, you got a piece of artwork on repaint? Oh, yeah, that happened today. Yeah. Oh, is that today? Yeah. Oh, that was yesterday. No. Okay. No, today's Monday. Oh. That's right. Yeah. We're doing this show a day late. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, yeah, check out Repaneled. Repaneled.blogspot.com. There's some great artwork. Uh, our pals, uh, Jeff Potter and Wheeler Hall were featured on that, uh, this past Thursday. So, and then you were featured on it, I think, a week ago? Something like that. Right? Yeah. So, uh, and then Pat Kane, all of, uh, the OK Panic crew has been, uh, Oh, wow, yeah. So, uh, step it up, Pat. Yeah, step it up, buddy. Yeah, I, I just noticed, I hadn't looked at it in like three or four days, and I just noticed uh, Jeff and Wheeler's and yours today. So yeah, congratulations to the three of you. Yeah, yeah. Although I don't think Jeff and Wheeler listen. So. No, I don't think so. Nor should they. <laughs> Nor should they, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anything else fun? Happiness? Happiness. <laughs> no happiness? <laughs> no happiness? <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, you know the uh, Todd Sloan's movie? Right, yeah. You, you didn't watch that? Uh, no. No. Um, I spent like uh, 13 hours playing video games yesterday. On your horsey? <laughs> On my horsey. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, that's how sad my life is. Aww. <laughs> you can live on a virtual horse on your day off. There's nothing wrong with that. I should have done more. Yeah. Should have done a podcast. Uh, should have uh, left the house at least once. <laughs> yeah, you know those are those are good things. But uh, it's uh, good to recharge. And yeah, I didn't need to recharge. Uh, yeah, I needed to be productive and, <laughs> and get things done. There was no motivation to. Well, that's okay. Uh, may snow tomorrow. We're supposed to get a snow apocalypse here. That's uh, that's what I hear. I'll probably still have to go to work. Oh, that's that's exciting for me. What's that? Is uh, my coworker uh, helped me figure out a uh, a new way to get home from work after uh, I drop him off? Quicker route. Uh, it shaves off like twenty minutes off of my uh, normal drive time. Really? Yeah. Wow. And uh, it's not any shorter. Just drive faster. Uh, no, just uh, more of a straight line. Okay. Yeah. There's there's more traffic and there's traffic lights. So you're, you're more more as the crow flies then. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Congratulations on that. Thank Save you. Uh, wow, that's considerable. That's like an hour and a half a week. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, like I got home today at five thirty, and normally I can get home at six. Okay, well, that makes sense, because the other day you came in Mavericks, and I was like, wow, you're here earlier than normal after work, because it was, like, just after five. No, I was not driving last week. Oh, okay. 
Okay. When I don't drive, I get home at five. Uh, okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking. And also, uh, you also said that as if I come in during the week to Mavericks. Occasionally. Very rarely. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I don't think I'm going to be buying many comics anymore. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah if, I, if I ever uh, quit working there, I probably won't buy very many comics either. Just the good ones. Just the great ones. I don't think I'm going to buy anymore. I think once you quit, I'm just not going to. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no immediate plans to quit. Mm-hmm. Unless I find a great job that deals not with people. It's uh, impossible. Yeah. yeah. I would even take a pay cut if I could not deal with the uh, public. Yeah, yeah, I don't think uh, that exists at all, ever. <laughs> not dealing with the public? Uh, not for less money, especially. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I would take a... Because, you know, that's the job everyone wants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would take a job that, you know, pays more, that doesn't have the public. That'd be fine. Yeah. It's uh, also just as hard to find. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So I should maybe stay where I'm at. Yeah. At least for a bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't deal with the public in my job, but uh, other people in my office do. So, yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. I just want to be in the back room somewhere, like putting things away and putting things together and like taking care of business. So a factory job. Not not like something mundane and like repetitious where you're always doing the same exact thing. But just you know, like So working in a kitchen? Or a library or a post office or yeah. I don't know. Like I wouldn't want to just be like you know, stamping one piece of metal into another mold like right. all day long but see if I were you I wouldn't quit your job because yeah. uh, you kind of have the perfect job I mean the people suck yeah. and I get that but uh, you know you spend most of your free time doing your artwork mm-hmm. you have a generally flexible schedule except yeah. for when people break their backs or or vomit all over each other right you know, I, I mean yeah don't get me wrong I'm not complaining like I, uh, I realize like it's awesome right. at times and like you know I've you know I enjoy it a lot I mean, you're one of the most productive artists that I know that has a job really yeah. okay yeah and I mean like like you know I mean obviously like uh, Kurt and Brian they, they both like you know they they do their creative stuff as their job right right but but uh for for people like you and me who have to have like a day job right you know you're probably the most productive person i know of that ilk because it doesn't like completely drain my right right like i don't go home and just (gasps) all that like i mean you you have an open enough schedule that you can actually have the time to do it Mm -hmm. yeah that's true and still maintain you know a social life and all Mm. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> You've convinced me. I'm just saying. Just, you know, another I, 20 years and I'm out. I, I totally, uh, you know, want to support you and uh, whatever your decision is. And, you know, I'm mostly just being selfish in that I just don't want to have to deal with the retard when I go in there. <laughs> and I probably will just completely shut my file of it down right. if you right. quit. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I'll be sad when you're gone. Yeah. But, but I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to encourage me force to force you to, 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 stay, to, to stay there. Yeah. 
Not, not that I could, but uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's a fine job, and I I certainly don't want to uh, confuse anyone that I'm complaining about how hard it is or anything. I just, uh, just I'm people. just I'm just getting sick of retail. Yeah. I mean, I've been there 19 years. Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like working every new comic day for the last 19 years, pretty, right, right, unless right. I'm on vacation. Is yeah, it's just a little. It gets old right. talking about things I don't want to talk about with people I don't want to right. talk to. Yeah, I mean, like I, I stopped in earlier today, and I was just hearing the conversations that were going on, and even I just wanted to start throwing shit at people. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, that's me every day. But uh, I, you know, I generally like talking to some of our customers. And like, and it, but it's gotten to the point where even, like especially on Wednesdays when it's just constant people right. that we know because they've been shopping there so long, you know, it's like a bad sign whenever people that you actually like, you know, walk in the door and you're like, oh, I have to talk to them too. Right. You know, it's like, that's a bad sign. Like that makes me want to like spend <clears throat> more of my job doing something other than dealing with people. Right, right. Because I, I'm starting to starting to dislike talking to people that I actually like. Right, right. So. Well, fine. Then just fucking tell me whatever movie you're going to pick <laughs> and just get the fuck out of here, then. <laughs> All Asshole. Right. Uh, okay. Well, I'm really excited to see uh, this movie. <laughs> uh, because, mostly because it's in 3D and I love I'll, I'll watch anything in three. I'm like Carrie King in that aspect. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go out and see a field trip movie. Wow! One more time. We've done a lot of those lately. Uh, last, uh, I guess this will make the third. In wow! Our own. Wow! Yeah. The trifecta. Wow! Well, buddy. Trump? Nope. One more guess. Uh, Think of coming in forest animals. Yogi Bear! <laughs> no. No. It's more exciting than Tron that I haven't seen yet. Ah, uh, Green Hornet in 3D. Green Lantern. No, no, no. Green Hornet. Green Arrow. No, not the Green Llama yet. Either. Uh, the Green. Mr. Green Jeans. Jeans. Green Goblin. <laughs> There's a lot of green. There's a lot of green uh, comic guys. Uh, the Green... The Green Machine. Green Machine. Uh, the Green... Green Discharge. Uh, Hulk. The Green Hulk. There's something we all miss. <laughs> Is the Red Hulk a, an Avenger yet? He should be. Uh, or at least a Defender. I think he's uh, joining the Avengers. Is he? Yeah, I think so. That's awesome. Oh, Marvel. Uh, Green Hornet. In, in three, three dimensions. Three dimensions. I bet I bet it'll look less 3D than Spider-Man Fever, though. <laughs> Probably. Uh, considering I don't think they actually shot it in 3D either. It's going to be one of those movies. No, so, that's awesome. I look forward to being disappointed by that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> Green Hornets. Green Hornet, based on the character that I've never read or seen anything about ever. I've uh, 
I've heard some radio dramas. Really? Yeah. You have? Green Hornet Radio? Uh, when I, uh, when, when uh, I was, uh, driving down to work by myself, uh, a couple years ago, like my air conditioner here was broken, so I would essentially stay down at my office, uh, for as long as humanly possible before coming home. Right. Uh, usually mostly when my, my girlfriend at the time was getting off, so I would just go to her house because she had a working air conditioner. And, uh, so like at nine o'clock at night on NPR, or like the local NPR station, uh, they would play old radio dramas. Really? And, uh, they would occasionally play a Green Hornet. Wow. I did not know that. I've never heard one of those. I actually listened to some, uh, the Shadow radio dramas last week. Oh. Well, I was eating, I was eating, I was eating dinner and I was listening to Orson Welles' Shadow. It was pretty nice. It was pretty nerdy and awesome. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, one time in Drawing Night we listened to, uh, I think uh, it was a Superman radio drama. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Uh, with <laughs> Batman in it. Batman was in it. I can't even remember. I think so. Did yeah. we listen to a Spider-Man one once that had, like, uh, Bill Murray doing a voice of the Human Torch or something? I don't remember. No, I wouldn't remember that. wasn't me. But yeah, this one, it was pretty funny because, like, I'd, I had it on record. Like, I actually bought the record at a comic convention. Right. And, like, seriously, I listened to a 20-minute uh, radio drama, and, like, five times during the drama, they interrupt with a blue coal commercial. Like, it's like, don't forget to buy blue coal this winter. Don't let all the other, uh, all your neighbors have blue coal. Don't let them, you know, <laughs> be ahead of you in the game. And it was all, it was just crazy. I'm, like... They hit you over the head with this blue coal right, and like how right. great it is and how it keeps your family warm. Uh, speaking of uh, radio dramas, uh, I'll plug uh, another podcast that I have no affiliation with whatsoever other than I just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Comedy Death Ray Radio. Uh, they've added a new podcast to their uh, to their lineup of podcasts. Which uh, at the moment includes Comedy Death Ray Radio, Sklarborough Country, uh, How Did That Get Made, Who Charted, and Glitter in the Garbage. That includes uh, Mike Detective, Unlicensed and Uninsured Private Detective. <laughs> Who's the Mike? Uh, it's just uh, it's just a radio drama. Okay. <laughs> well. But but uh, a comedic one. Uh, Sounds but, good, but it's uh, like an old private eye radio show. What's glitter in the garbage? Uh, it's a terrible podcast. No one should listen to it. <laughs> but uh, the others are all pretty entertaining. Well, yeah. okay. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I uh, I've only heard a few comedy death rays, but uh, great, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Green Hornet. Green Hornet. Nephew of the Lone Ranger. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Brick Reed. Pulp Hero. Pulp Hero. Pulp Hope. Pulp Hope. I like Pulp Hope. Uh, Alright. Michelle Gondry. Seth Rogen. Christoph Waltz. Cicado? No. He's the villain. He's the, oh, the villain? Okay. He, he was the, 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 uh, the Jew hunter from, uh, Inglourious Bastards. Oh, that guy? Yeah. Okay, he's yeah. cool. Yeah. He's a good actor. Yeah. Cameron Diaz. As Kato. As a person who shouldn't be in any movie. <laughs> I don't like her. Yeah. She's not good in anything. Yeah, she's okay. She's not attractive. Yeah, she's alright. Yeah. I have nothing against Cameron Diaz. I have everything against Cameron Diaz. 
Who's who's plays Cato? Do you know? Uh, nobody. Nobody. Uh, an Asian, I would assume. Ooh, I love those guys. Uh, keeping to the source material, mm-hmm. so you gotta love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I believe it's not Bruce Lee. It's not Bruce Lee. Not Bruce Lee. Hmm. Nor is it Brandon Lee. Or, or Stanley. Or Stanley. Because he's 88 and he can't do the kung fu. Maybe Jim Lee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, then I hate him, too. Say I like him, too. I'm not a fan. I like him and Cameron Diaz. I hope they get married uh, and have beautiful children. They probably will. And uh, then they'll finish uh, All-Star Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that never happens, actually. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope Frank Miller turns his life around and does something good. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm tired. Yeah. Turd. You got to get up early. Yeah, <laughs> I got to get by noon so I can be to work by two. That's not a full day. Well, for me it is. Oh, well, it's my day off and I'm going to be there till like 11. Uh, okay. So it's like nine hours. All right. Look at that. Early because it might snow, so I gotta. Oh yeah, might be a half a foot. Yeah, I gotta make sure I'm up at least a half hour early to make sure that uh, if there is snow, I can make it to work. And uh, bummer, but I'm gonna go see Tron tomorrow. Nice. I already bought my ticket, so that is set in stone. 3D, man, it's 3D week for you. It is a 3D week for me, and it is uh, movie theater week. And uh, after that, like I said, I think I'm done with movies until Thor comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least uh, movies at the theater. I can understand that. Yeah. I'm getting, getting, uh, getting in the same boat with you. Yeah. Well, let's sink that boat. That's what we do. Into the harbor. <laughs> Goodbye. Night, everybody. <laughs>